to On and Off the Pitch. Welcome, one and all. It's On and Off the Pitch. Back again. It's me and Emma. How are you doing, Emma? I'm good. How are you? I's tired. Yeah, it's, it's been a long. We're not even at the end of the week, are we? It's only been no. still at the I'm beginning. Saying, as my friends say, not tired. As I's tired. Yeah, mm. not a full sentence. Yeah, and, and just looking manifesting that Friday comes quicker than uh, <laughs> quicker than anything. <laughs> Gotta get past the hump. Get past the hump of the week. Oh yeah, the hump. Hump day. We're all good. Um lots to talk about in terms of football. Mm. Loads. Lots of good games, lots of good goals. Yeah. Definitely in the um, WSL. Big things going in at Old Trafford. Yeah. Chelsea smashing people up like they're in a Marvel film. Manchester <laughs> City winning. Tottenham giving Reading. Three points. I mean, what more do you yeah. want? It's just yeah. great. And then, and in the championship, the league that I love, Southampton, late, late show, Palace and Sunderland window. I actually think there's a thing in the championship where the teams that are under pressure don't win at home when they need to win at home. Mm. Away from home, not a problem. At home, not good. I'll talk about the game that I went to watch, London City Lionesses versus Southampton. But yeah, Southampton showing them, showing themselves to be true, true contenders. Birmingham, quintessentially, I thought I'd get that word in. Nice word. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> no, I, I want to start. I want to start with the the WSL. But there was, I've, I've got to do a little bit of World Cup stuff. I've got to do. I've got to. I know you've not really been watching it. Um, and there's been a little bit of chatter today about Brazil, you know, doing a bit of boogie after they score a goal. And uh, a certain pundit didn't like, he thought it was disrespectful. And I just thought, you know, there's all this talk about football being, a, you know, festival of sport when people get together and, bringing the world together. What's wrong with dancing after scoring a goal? I mean, is it like the end of the world? Nobody gave Crouch any stick when he did the robot. I mean, they should have given him stick for doing it wrong. Oh, they shouldn't have doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's doing it so badly, but still. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have pulled it off like Michael Jackson, everyone would have been like, ooh, the man's got moves. Mm. But, you know, Brazil. I'm, it, yeah, yeah, anyway, what do you thought? What do you think? Um, I think Brazil uh, a cultured team uh, and we've seen some you know like look at Senegal the other night like look at the fans that didn't stop dancing from like start to finish festival, um, festival of football festival of culture uh, embrace it I don't see any wrong or right in, in, wrong in doing that to be honest uh, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it really I think these are the moments that should be celebrated and you know, on the on the world stage as well. Like, yeah, I haven't got a problem with it. I don't know why people are in in arms about it. To be honest, I mean, I I I, I mean, I I did want to say a little bit more. I thought on Twitter, I thought no, it's just to be, keep it simple. It's about dancing. It's about celebrating. It's not disrespectful. I mean, in the football that we watch in this country, up and down, whether it's national league. Premiership, women's football, some of the fans, some, not all, abuse the players of the opposing team all the time. They do it all the time. So if you score a goal, dance. That's the very least. I'd love a good goal celebration. You know, I think they're, they're sort of iconic and you, you end up remembering it as well. You know, when you remember the celebration, you also kind of remember the goal as well. So I think they go hand in hand, to be honest. You do. Sometimes. I know, I know, obviously, people don't really pay attention. I mean, I'll probably just <laughs> uh, touch upon, obviously, the Euros in the summer. I didn't even realise Chloe Kelly took a top off till I got home. Iconic. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? But it's iconic now. So Iconic. Um, 
you know, those, those are the moments, aren't they? So, yeah, I, I, I love to see that. Bring it on, more of it. Listen, I can remember Alan Shearer running along with one hand up in, I mean. Oh, yeah. I can remember. Signature, signature celebration. You know. I mean, for Roy Keane to complain about people dancing, and he said it oh, was like was it Roy Keane? Oh, miserable. The thing yeah. that I took umbrage with, <laughs> with that, was my partner watches Strictly, and Tony Adams was on there, and he he was dancing like his legs were two lollipop sticks. They had no rhythm, so he, I don't know how he can escape Brazil. To Tony Adams is dancing on Strict. He's he's way off the mark. He like. There's rhythm and there's no rhythm. Mm. You need a bit of rhythm. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about WSL. Oh, no, before we do that, before we do that, I just got this. Wait a minute. Not even a minute. A couple of seconds. Brazil! Brazil! Oh, it's so <laughs> <laughs> that was my nephew's about four years ago. And my brother found the video. <laughs> Oh, that's really cute. Oh, oh, two children with no front teeth cracking. Oh. I couldn't show the video, but I thought I'd play the audio. That's cute. Um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was for you, Mr. Keane. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, big things going on in the WSL this weekend. Big things. Yeah, big week, big yeah. weekend. Um, big weekend. Big attendances. Uh, oh. Yeah, oh. good. Um, oh. Yeah, it's 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 good to see. I think um, obviously United are utilising Old Trafford now, drawing the crowds in too. So um, yeah, it's it's been a good weekend and um, pleased to see people still sort of get into games and enjoying the women's football. Yeah, I mean, let's you know, there's a bit of me that's sad. You know, in sad? relation to, I, I am a little bit sad. You know, when I used to go up and watch Manchester United women, I'm a bit sad. I moaned non-stop, Emma, about going to LSV and it not being in Manchester. I moaned all the time, saying, why are the owners not investing in the team? Why are they not doing things in Manchester? You know, why are they not doing that? And, you know, it's taken the Euro success for fans to kind of come along. And obviously, and there's no Premier League games. That helps. You get 30,000 to watch the girls play in, in front of their home fans at Old Trafford. Fantastic for them. Fan, absolutely fantastic. And I just think this could have been this could have been done sooner. There could have been more effort. You know, re- like really driven home what they already had. It's not as if they had to go away and create something new. They had it. They had it there. Yeah. But they buried it Did in the bottom gut in the bottom shelf and just thought we we don't really pay much attention to that so there's a bit of sadness for me there but I'm really I'm really happy that they had that many fans go and watch the game yeah and I just thought I thought that was brilliant absolutely brilliant and again they 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 play some good football too and it's making me a little bit more nervous about something (laughs) (laughs) no no, good goals really good goals Um, Aston Villa I don't know, they tried, but they got their t- tummy t- tickled, um, let's be honest. Um, I mean, in terms of forward attacking play, Manchester United were ruthless. Russo showing that she's ruthless. Toon, you know, great pass. Gorton on form. looked And playing central, it looked like at times as well. Um, like a fluid formation for them, it was, it was nice. Um Katie Zellum getting on the goal, which I thought, well, I was looking to check to make sure it wasn't a penalty or free kick because normally I'm like, what? No no penalty next to it. I'm sure there's got to be a penalty somewhere. It wasn't a set piece. It wasn't a set piece. Getting in in and amongst it, you know, elbows and all of that. Was it Um, not a 100th appearance as well, I think? It was, yeah. yeah. No, she opened up the score in 100th appearance, Old Trafford. You know, good day for her, I suppose. Good. Yeah, I mean, good day for individuals that played. Good day for her. And I think it was a good day for the league, really, in terms of the, the crowd at um, Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. It, it sends a signal, um, not to say that people are going to follow Manchester United women. I think, oh, look at them. They've got their crowds. I mean, obviously, it can happen elsewhere. But it was a good indication of what's possible 
knowing that you've got that available and you know how to send the message out and get things right. But in terms of league positions, um, Manchester United are still up there. They're still doing what they need to do. Um, you know, they're still posing a problem for, for, the, for the established crew. And it's going to be interesting, you know, on the other side of, of, of the new year, what, what happens and, and how things kind of settle in the sand as to where they finish up. But they're proving to be a force to be reckoned with right now in the league. And I think teams yeah. definitely will be kind of more mindful. I'm not say teams, you know who I'm talking about. Man City, definitely Chelsea, Arsenal. Um, I was going to say possibly Spurs, but they're giving things away at the moment. Uh, but they'll be more mindful about how they go and approach those games and, and how they try and get points or nick points or get a draw. And it's uh, it's all good. It's looking it's looking really nice. Looking really nice. Pain, pain, yeah. pain in me. It pains you. I know it pains <laughs> you. It pains you. But you know. I just, I just, I just think obviously I'm now obviously my you know focus is kind of Sunday now and you know essentially it's an, another big crowd for United. You know, mm. um, obviously not at home this time away, but you know they've had the Arsenal game as well where they you know they mm. have played in front of a lot of fans. So uh, mm. it'd be interesting to see. Um, and I and I don't think obviously they're they're not phased by it in any way, mm. shape, or form. So um, for us, just thinking mm. back to to the first professional derby that we had at the Etihad, um, obviously opening opening game of the season, uh, there were a lot of nerves heading into that. And for us, obviously, we've not played at the Etihad really since. Well, we haven't played at the Etihad since that game. Um, so it's been a long time coming. Um, and I hope City can deal with it a lot better because United have proved that they can. So for me, it's kind of like, are we going to be a little bit unsettled heading into that one? And yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a little, certainly a little bit more anxious, put it this way, given that obviously the form United have got um, and it, we're playing up against a, a much improved United side, you know, uh, that like you said, a, have got that fluidity and you know performances coming together so I really think it's going to be a really good game especially for the neutrals fan uh, for sure so yeah big yeah. one so, so sorry about that I clicked the wrong button there I clicked the button and you went off screen for a minute <laughs> <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> yeah um it, it will be interesting, but I'm I'm I think from from this from me looking at Manchester City and I want to talk about them in the league I think from where they were at the beginning, where they were unsettled with players leaving, established players. And I think at that point, I think the word that I would use, there was far too much sentiment, which was left over from the previous season. And we mentioned that before in terms of players that were hanging around, not not being picked and moving on. Now you've got a more established team and there's much more cohesion and it seems to be... Um, a, uh, there's, there's a there's a glue that you can see there in terms of how the players are, are reacting to one another and they celebrate. And, you know, after a, kind of the emotion of the Euros, you've still got Lauren Hemp, you've still got Chloe Kelly, or should be Dame Chloe Kelly as far as I'm concerned. And you've got players... Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not a Manchester City fan by any, but I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You scored a winning goal on, for your country on home turf... That, that that's you're meant to get a title. <laughs> as simple as that. You know that's it. You just so whoever's in the royal family background, they need to sort that out. You know she can't wait till the end of her career before she's made a dame. Just sort it out. Um, <laughs> you know I think that Manchester City have got enough about them. Fowler they brought in. Um, I think that um, you, obviously and you got players on loan as well. I think Jess Parks at Everton. Yeah, right. So you've got players to come back in in terms of next season. I think that Manchester City have got something about them, which in terms of a transition is helping them, which will help them for the rest of the season, but also going forward. So I think it won't be necessarily as a... Manchester United fans will probably think it'll be a foregone conclusion in terms of the points uh, and the win. It will be a lot closer than they did then they found it at the weekend against Aston Villa and it will be a, 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 a much more difficult game. 
for them to kind of get their head around. But it will be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, do you know the one thing I want to say before I move away from Manchester United? I don't know why Rachel Williams left Spurs. I mean, unless it's because, you know, the hope of playing in Europe. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, Rachel Williams is um, yeah. she's a bit of a nitty-gritty player, isn't she? Um, when I've watched her play, um, <laughs> she's got a gob on her. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, um, <laughs> no, less said about that, the better. But yeah, I think um, I quite like her, to be fair. Um, and like you said, you know, she's gone from, I mean, she played for Birmingham, I think, for a while as well. And I think, mm. you know, she then she went to Tottenham. Yeah, and it, it, is, it was a bit of a, a surprise move. Um, but again, that probably relationship with Skinner was a bit of a pull for her. Yeah, well, I, but to be honest, we've seen it elsewhere, seen it at Liverpool. With um, uh, is it Jill Flat Flatty Flatty? She was at West yeah. Ham. Now at Liverpool, I've seen it before. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I get got the surname right. I'm tired, people. I'm tired. Uh, let's talk about uh, Manchester City. Come on, let's let's wax lyrical about your team, Emma. Mm. Happy? Was that? Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't. Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, Brighton played pretty well obviously that first half um mm. tempo wise it was quite an intense high tempo kind of game um to be honest you know Brighton worked really hard um just obviously defensively just sort of a few errors but the up into the goal they were quite um resolute on the back um mm. it was a bit of a fluke uh corner from Chloe um which led to it, it it was kind of like an in-swinging corner and it it was um, not really well met by Megan Walsh and it, it just no. sort of ended up being bundled in the back of their own net. Um, I think it, I thought it was Megan Walsh that kind of bundled it in, but apparently it's gone down a starry, so I'm not too sure what happened really. But mm. yeah, it, it was um, unfortunate for them really uh, because up until that point they were, they were playing really well and I think maybe heads dropped a little bit. Um, and obviously, we were 3-0 up at half-time, so we were kind of expecting us to probably get a couple more in that second half, and perhaps we were, should have done really. But I think there were a lot of changes, and I think it upset the kind of rhythm of the game. Uh, but also, Brighton came out, and, and they wanted to, obviously, uh, nullify any of our threats sort of going forward. So they did that well. Uh, and obviously, they got a consolation goal for their efforts, um, which was crap from Ellie Robot, to be honest. She should be doing better, but, you know, that's another conversation. I don't think she's quite up to, um, you know, quite up to her best at the moment. Um, mm. You know, she's not been um, that great uh, when we've watched her play off of the back of, obviously, the Euros and stuff. I don't know if there's some sort of headache uh, from that or just a confidence thing for her, maybe, but um, she's not as dominant um in that goal at the moment for whatever reason and she kind of just needs to have a few more games and a, a bit more in terms of minutes and and probably you know if she's if she's selected on um sunday you know she is gonna have you know she's gonna be involved well involved in that game and i think um that might do her good yeah, or bad, yeah i mean depends. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think um you know, on the point that you made about the, the you, you hoped that Manchester City would have gone on and scored more goals. Uh, looked at the goal difference. I mean, the goal difference for the league. I think you guys have got eleven. Manchester United have got eighteen. I think Arsenal probably got I think fifteen. Manchester, uh, no, who's at the shop? Chelsea got twenty-two. So I think when you have your opportunities, I suppose I think you're looking at it from that point of view. When you're so dominant against a team in the first half, you'd really want them you'd, to go on and get more goals, considering it might depending on how head-to-head -head results go in the rest of the league, might go in your favour or against you. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's this an indication. Is like, yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, you know, goal difference can come into play. I mean, in the past for us, it has. So, you know, I don't think it's um, it has to be in the back of your, your mind. But, you know, if there's an opportunity to, to score goals, you know, we should be doing that. And... We were quite 
uh, positive in our play. Um, but Brighton re played really well. Um, and I think that's credit to them and how they set up on the day. Um, like I said, they they didn't sit back. Um, they took the game to us and it, it was quite a good game. You know, it was an enjoyable game to watch, to be fair. And like I said, the tempo was there too, which from Brighton, I don't necessarily expect. Um, they were quite vocal. Megan Walsh was literally dictating play. <laughs> and as a goalkeeper, you know, when you compare the two, like Ellie, you know, um, Megan, the you know, they're very different in their style of play. And yeah, I like that vocal uh, prominence from a goalkeeper. And, and I haven't really been seeing that from Ellie Roebuck of late. So and she's never really had that anyway. You know, I think that's where sort of Mary Earps and probably Ellie are a little bit different. You know what I mean? Um, Mary Earps likes to talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is it. Um I, and I and I would like to I, I like seeing that in keepers to be fair. Yeah. Um so yeah, it they they did literally talk each other through that game and like I said, credit to, to Brian, they did well. Yeah, they did. And to be honest, uh, their results haven't necessarily been too detrimental since they've had a change of manager. Uh no. they're still, you know, considerably safe, I would say, mm. in terms of league positions. Just, I mean, they've got set, and it's it's really strange saying that considerably safe when you're second from bottom. But Leicester have got no. To be honest, I think Leicester are already bound for the for the championship, yeah. and I look forward to seeing them it's, next season. It's it's like you say, like you look at that sort of end half of the table, and you just think there are a lot of teams there in and around those sort of points, you know. So you've got like. Uh, God, you've got Brighton in there. Right. <laughs> Reading as well, yeah. Reading are in there too. And they're yeah. also Liverpool are you know, on eight points. Yeah, at seven and eight points, aren't they? So yeah. that, you know, that could make a difference, you know. But when you've got Leicester just sat there at the bottom, like you said, not, you know, picking up points anywhere, um, you know, you can't see it changing too much. It's just whether, obviously, teams do leapfrog each other and, and push up the table that bit more. I mean, you look yeah. at Aston Villa, you know, what are they, fifth now? They're uh, fifth points. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's quite a good season. I think it's quite a strong indication of, of teams moving in the right direction. Again, it's just Leicester just takes me by surprise. You know, yeah. I I would have expected them by now to have at least something to lift them off the bottom of the table in terms of points. Um, because they are a relatively good side with good, yeah. you know, with a good ethos and, a, you know, with the ambition to kind of want to progress and want to go far. So, you know, for all their efforts and everything they've done, um, not obviously looking at this season, but in previous seasons and how far they've come, it it does surprise me a little bit. You know, it does surprise me, but at the same time, I'm realistic in the sense that once you get into a routine of losing, and it's a really strange word to use as a routine because he kind of associated that with something going well, um, also a pattern. Uh, it's difficult. I think you're scarred. I think there's a, you, you are emotionally scarred when you lose in these games, especially when you lose. I mean, to lose 8-0 at home, I mean, on the road, you can understand, but at home is, is always going to be hard to take. Yeah. It, it, whether you're being watched by 30,000 fans or 25 fans, you know, the, the fans that are there, they'll you'll hear them muttering or saying a few things, you know, they'll do their best to kind of raise your spirits, but they'll, they'll walk away thinking, oh God, we got battered today. And, you know, players hear those things and it's, and it's going to leave a mark. I kind of mm -hmm. want to go on away from them for a minute. Cause I'm, I'm think I'm looking at them. I'm thinking, unless they change, they're definitely back in the championship. You asked me, what did I think about Reading and Kelly Chambers? Do you think it's time to go? <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I don't know any Reading fans. Uh, I, I'm not privy to any conversation with Reading fans at all as to whether or not they'd be calling for her to move on. She's probably the longest serving manager in the league or second longest. 
Um, and when you watch the highlights of the game against Spurs, they really put it on Spurs. Mm. They really did put it on. I mean, they, it looked like they played some really great football. And Spurs gave them the three points. I mean, Amy Turner's... I don't know what kind of header you call that. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just you know, unfortunate. And, uh, you know, Reading were grateful for the points because where they were in the league, you know, again, they were, you know, that those three points have pushed them away a little bit from Leicester. So they're feeling a little bit more, you know, lighter in their, themselves and they've got a bit of a spring in their step. They're feeling great. Spurs will be unhappy with that defeat. Definitely. Won't have liked that at all. Um, and even though the highlight showed that Reading had just a little bit less in terms of possession, they had more attempts on target than Spurs. More Actually, on, not they had more attempts, but actually on target, which caused more concern. And I think that Reading would have been more than happy or more than... I think we would have been, and anyone watching that game would have said they deserve to win more than anything in terms of what they did on the day. Um, Spurs, I, I, you know, again, slightly disappointed that they not kind of mustered the challenge that I thought they would have. But you you, you lose a striker like Williams, who's, who's who does the business for you, and you don't necessarily replace them in the same way in terms of goals. It's it's going to impact on the, on the progress that you want to make. And that and that's what I've, I can take from that that fixture with those two teams. Um, Kelly Chambers will be super super happy. She'll be dancing, Roy Keane. She'll be dancing. <laughs> Do you think? Um, obviously, this week there's been quite a lot of rumours. Well, I don't like rumours. What? 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 what do you mean? What's going on? No, 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 no. Because it involves Janine Backy, I'm interested. See, <laughs> I mean, I tell, I'm not on Twitter enough. What's going on? What's going on? So, um, well, rumour has it that um, there's interest for Spurs to sign Janine Becky. What? Yeah, she's been... I think Isn't she's she been, in Canada? Like, yeah, I think she's been linked with um, with Everson as well, perhaps. And then there was um, a picture of... Oh, hold on a minute. God, this is what happens, people. It's live. <laughs> live. You're telling me about rumors because I don't. I haven't been on Twitter for a while, so I'm missing stuff. You know, I'm missing information, what? which is what? kind of bad. But you know, I'm trying to work out that other thing, that other platform called Mastodon, which I have no. I'm going to need help with that. I'm like a non-tech person. No idea. What? What's? What? What do you mean? I don't know. Well, there was talk of people leaving Twitter because of you know who doing you know what and getting you nowhere. All right. You know, you know just trying so, to find a safe place to talk about sport. That's all we're trying to do. That's all we're so trying to do here. So uh, there was Becky Tottenham and then yeah. Kirsty Mewis as well. Ooh. Her name's been thrown. Up. Yeah, her name's been thrown up again. But Spur. the thing with that was. That, I think that was a rumor from last se- last was it last season? Might have been last season. Yeah, but apparently that somebody I don't know if it was Helen Hardy. I, I can't remember. Sorry, Helen, if it wasn't, but um I think she put some pictures up of Helen, oh of Kirsty with Sam Mewis, but she'd got a Tottenham jacket on. And everyone's been going to absolute meltdowns because they think that she's going to sign. Because obviously, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm no good at rumors. Like, don't quote me on any of that because it's probably a load of rubbish. But I was like, oh, that is actually really exciting if that is potentially going to happen. Because wow. I think, okay. again, you know, obviously, Tottenham have, have, have got injury woes, haven't they? Yeah. And they need reinforcements, and they're two essentially very good players coming in uh, and bolstering that side back to you know um, where they want to be. I, I think in terms of competing, mm. it's yeah. I'm, I, if that did happen, it would really help them. 
Mm. If that if those two players yeah. arrive, then it will really help them. But I think Spurs need more than just the two. Well, yeah, that. but I just mean, but like two, I think for them to sign potentially two big names, yeah, um, yeah. Mewis and, and Becky, um, is massive. And I think if they can do that, who yeah. else can they bring in? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it, it leaves you thinking, well, you know, are they thinking essentially sort of long term and then maybe, I don't know. Not yeah. right in the season, it, but it, kind of thinking that we're we're gonna now kind of we've got a core group of players that we want to build a squad around, and and these are the players that we want to bring in. It's really strange when I'm you, you, you're mentioning those names, and I'm automatically thinking, who could Spurs go to in the Championship and and see who could they they could get as player because there are good players in the Championship, you know, they really are. No, they really are. I'm not going to say any names because I think a couple of managers will not be happy with me if I say <laughs> if I say if I say anyone's name. They'll be like thinking. Actually, I remember once when I actually I went to. Uh, you won't mind me saying this. Actually, I, when I went to watch Crystal Palace, and they and they saw me going there quite frequently. They thought I was a scout. They thought I was scout. <laughs> Did they ask, <laughs> they, ask you out? They tried to go. They went. Are you are you scouting? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'm, oh not. My God. I'm not you know maybe I look like a scout not with the money but oh, yeah so uh, I don't want to make notes. Name. I always make notes when I go watch I've got to make notes so I know what I'm talking about when I can come and do this with you <laughs> top of That's my head funny. I'm not professional I am professional. That's why I take notes. Um, yes, yeah, so for Spurs, I mean, there are players in the championship in the striking position that I think, you know, in terms of age, they're, they're from aging from 20, 21 to 20. I don't even know how this player is. I'm going to say 29. I'm not saying this player is 29, but I've seen enough of the strikers in the championship who could do a job for Spurs. You know, they could do a job in terms of the link-up play. Good players who can hold the ball up. And um, I'm actually going to say a name. I think Katie Wilkinson. Sorry. Uh, I don't know the Southampton manager, so I'm far enough from Southampton. And they won't get me from here. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, a really, good, a really good player. Do you not think that, like, she's moved around a lot, though? She has moved around a lot, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that against her. I think if you no, watch I don't, her play, I don't, I don't yeah. mean it like that. I just. I kind of just mean like. I don't know. Obviously, she was at Coventry. Where, yeah, she, she was, she was at Sheffield before. Sheffield before. Sheffield yeah, before. so yeah. Um, she had a really good season at Sheffield as well. She was so top scorer, I think. Immense, immense at Sheffield. Um. Yeah. I, I do rate her highly. I think she's a, a cracking player. I really do. Um, mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that, to be fair. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Good job, you know, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a scout. Did you not know? I'm actually I'm actually a scout. Um, look, let's rattle on and quickly talk about the other... I meant just mention, talk about, mention the other um, mm. scores in the WSL. Arsenal... Uh, beat Everton by one goal to nil. I did see something today on Twitter about Miedemar and why she hadn't been playing and she wasn't feeling well. She had COVID. She'd agreed with the manager and the international national manager that she needed time away from the game. And I thought that was really good. Mm. I thought that was really good because I know that there's, there's mention about, you know, a player's mental health. But if your body is saying, I can't do this anymore, if your body is saying, I need to rest, if, yeah, if you don't listen to your body, it, you know. it alleviates some of that pressure as well. Uh, yeah. Well, around the question, why is this player not playing? Exactly, and, and we've done it. Yeah, and no, I, I, I think like Black St- Black Stinius, is that? Yeah, oh, so yeah Stinius. Yeah, <laughs> you know, ha- has been a really good acquisition, um, and she's playing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think 
it's it's working well for Arsenal at the moment in, in terms of that sort of having that kind of player available to them to to draw upon and and he's potentially delivering as well. So I, th- I do think it alleviates some of that pressure around the situation and it enables mm. um, to to do whatever she needs to do to get fit um, and in a in a place where she feels you know happy and comfortable to return again. Um, that said, obviously she is a miss. She's a miss to the league, and you know she's one of those players that everybody looks forward to seeing. You know because she's just one of those players that is just you know enjoyable to watch. So um, it's it's good that clubs, um, you know, not just Arsenal but other clubs too. You know, you know if you look at Chelsea too and Emma Hayes, but have had open conversations about um players well-being um and you know how how they're managing that so yeah it's good to see it is i'm glad i'm I'm really glad uh for for her and what and the way that the club have assisted and supported yeah Uh, before we go off and talk about my favorite league uh, Liverpool beat um, West Ham two goals to nil. Yeah, did the score sheet. Yeah, it was a good game. I thought from Liverpool, good game. They needed the points. You know, they were they're in a like I say they they're in the bottom half. Eight points they've got now, considering they've only won two games, drawn two games, and they've lost five. So they needed that, you know, and, they, and they've got players who are injured as well. So they they definitely needed that and so that they're they're feeling a little bit more comfortable within themselves as they move towards the Christmas break which is mm-hmm. good which is good I, I just yeah. I still can't work out how why some well I mentioned it already some managers always go back and get the same players but it's the understanding that they have with these players so let's do that you know I would let's talk about Let's talk about the championship, right? But I've got to do this one more time, just for it's just for me. It's it's about the family. <laughs> Bear with me. Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> Courtesy of Joshua and Benjamin. Respect. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> so cute. Oh, those kids! Oh, they cracked me. I was up. probably doing that probably yeah. years and years ago. Yeah, France '98 running around my garden, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they're so funny, um, right? Championship yeah. stuff, right? Let's yeah. let's talk about the championship. Now, I did go to a particular game. I went to London City Lionesses yeah. versus Southampton. They were at home, and before that game had kicked off, I think Durham were hosting Bristol. I think they had a 12 o'clock or 12:30 kickoff, and so. You know, everyone's checking Twitter, seeing what's going on, the feeds. Bristol drew 1-1. So that in itself, you know, I think most teams in the league will look at Bristol and say, and I think we have mentioned it, that they are probably the strongest team in the league. They've put some really good performances down and they've won, or they won on a, a consecutive bounce of games, which put them in a strong position. And, uh, and just to mention that game, I think, you know, Hales, who's a, who was a great purchase from Aston Villa, um, has shown how good she is as a finisher. Really, really quick. Poor control from Durham defender. I don't know what they were doing. Bit of a feeble back pass. Hales, you know, nimble, speedy, nipped in, goal. Um, and, you know, Durham did kind of fight back as they do. Hardy, similar actual, similar... Um, method of scoring really quite quick step around the keeper equalized so both teams were trying to, to to get the three points they didn't so you know all eyes away from bristol because they're thinking now this is the chance where london city lionesses are gonna you know put their foot down on the accelerator and go and it didn't quite happen mm. it didn't quite happen because again southampton show that they are a really good team on the road you know, they are well-drilled. They've got good patterns of play. You know, they've got players like, um, like uh, Rutherford in midfield. 
uh, Lumsdale, there's Kendall, uh, Millie Mott at the right back, who's, who was kept quiet, actually, but is really, really good. Um, obviously, Katie Wilkinson, uh, Paige Peak. They're, 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 and they're, they're not said it at all, but they're a really strong team. Like Durham, they're strong, physically strong, and they're quick on the ball and they're direct. And it, I would say in, for the bulk of the game, I thought London City Lionesses had enough possession, but they didn't utilise the possession that they had to take advantage. And whenever they thought they had a decent one-on-one, Southampton's defence shut them down. I mean, there were the, the odd occasion where things looked like it could have gone their way and it didn't. There was one point in the in the game, and um, and I'm, I'm actually going to name the player. And please, it's not about abuse. Um, you're in my heart, Lily. I respect you, but the ball landed on her left foot and I thought she's going to shoot and she dragged it onto her right foot to try and shoot and she got closed down. And I thought at that moment in 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 the league, in the championship, if you're a good defender, you don't allow players time. You don't, not in front. You just, it's a, you don't allow them to take a touch to set themselves. And I, and I thought then the, the, the shot was on, on her left foot and she didn't take it, whether she couldn't adjust her body to take it or whether that's not something she does. And then I questioned myself as to say, well, if you're only as good as your weakness as football, there's no perfect time when you're going to score a goal. If it comes on your left, you've got to use your left. And if you're a goalkeeper, and I might be wrong, Emma, if you're a goalkeeper and you know the opposition and you think that player can only use their right, you set yourself when the player starts to go to one position. But if they take it early, they're off balance. And that didn't happen for London City Lionesses. Didn't have enough shots on target. Didn't overload on the wings when they did, when they isolated the fullbacks. They weren't close enough to one another. Couldn't get crosses in. That that were truly problematic for Southampton. When they did have the advantage... Because there was only one player in the box, and I think they've got a couple of players injured up front. I think um, Sarah Ewans was on the bench. Jarrett's still coming back from injury. Charlotte Fleming's probably out for the rest of the season, injured. They didn't have enough players bombing into from midfield into the box. So when the players went wide, they looked over and they saw one shirt in the middle of four or five shirts. So they cut back. By the time they cut back, Southampton drop back two two literally two back like it was like watching Roman centurions that just went boom that's us can't get through now like Southampton are a really well drilled team really well drilled London City Lionesses do score Siri Ewan comes on free kick kick towards goal shoots deflection goes in I'm not quite sure but she scores and from there London City like um LCL don't do enough to go on and get the second goal. And it's almost as if Southampton had set up to take a point and just catch them on the counter. As soon as they conceded, it was like they went from second gear to fourth gear. <laughs> it's just like non-stop. It was like bang, bang, bang. And I was like thinking, if, if they don't score a second, they'll equalise. 89th minute. The ball's played down the, in the, in, through a channel. And the keeper, I'm looking at the keeper and I'm thinking, don't come. Don't come out. <laughs> don't, don't do it. And she goes, the defender, like not, not straight out, but to her left. And I'm thinking, you don't need to go there because they're going towards the byline. She's gone out to get it. She hasn't got there. And the, and the player has made the most of it. Right in front of the referee, 89th minute. Penalty. And you just... You, you know when someone punches a hole in your balloon, you're just deflated and you just think, oh my days. So I didn't get a, I didn't get a post-match comment because I just thought the, ma- the manager would not have been in a great mood. They did play well on the City Lionesses. Uh, they they always play well when I see them, but they didn't, they didn't pr- accelerate on from the position that they had in terms of being a goal up. Southampton are going to cause any team trouble. That's how good they are. They're going to talk, they're cause any team 
any team problems really well drilled team and even though they've just been promoted <laughs> when you look at the league table i think they're they're fourth 19 points charlton third 19 points bristol second 20 points london city lionesses 21 points and charlton southampton and london city lionesses have played one game more than bristol that's what it's like at the top of the mm. championship right now. It is. It's full on. So when Sam. your neighbours slip, yeah, when your neighbours yeah. slip, you think, all right, now I've got to, I've got to accelerate. And they, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you saw any of it, but for me, I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around how they didn't win. But I also can understand that it was a very physical game and there were some challenges coming in and I've titled this podcast or pod chat send her off because London city lionesses had mascots from a local school and there was one girl every time there was a foul send her off. And then we'll just Aww. look around. <laughs> we, just, we kind that's, of went like, that's, 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 that's like my little spirit animal. That's what I do. <laughs> It's just, we just, everyone just went, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Like a random voice. And you just see the little girls just smiling at each other, like thinking, I said that. Oh, that's so cute. And I thought Love to myself, you're, you're giving stick already and you, you look like you're seven or eight. And I thought to myself, it is such a nice thing to see young girls like that watching football. They were freezing. Oh, I must give them that. They were cold. And just getting involved in the game and paying attention to the game. Actually, actually watching and thinking, no, that's about breath, send her off. And I was just, I thought, comical, absolutely brilliant. It's, but it's from London City Linus is poor. Yeah. It's mad when you think about it, really. I, I, I get that when I'm sort of in and around the stadium and stuff and having a little wander and chatting to people. And, um, you know, I was sat in a different place than I usually, than I usually sit in my season ticket seat, but. I was sat in a different place this time, and uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of school kids there and stuff. And it is like for children so young to actually understand the game and to, you know, to cheer. Uh, you know, even when you know the ball's gone out of play or there's been a good tackle or a bit good interception or you know, like cheering those moments in the game and and clapping for players and stuff. It, you know, and un understanding the game from a technical Brilliant. point of view is just yeah. so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, I, and you don't um, necessarily get that everywhere. You know what I mean? But it is when you do get it and you hear it or you see it. It is really quite something. It's really funny. I will say that no adult prompted that child. They were a group of girls about seven, eight or nine years of age. They were all sat together. There were no adult. I mean, no adults behind them, but that was their the thing, thing. The thing is as well is that players appreciate it too, because yeah. you know, you're not just celebrating the goals. You, you, you're celebrating the players that, you know, bring something else to the game that aren't just the ones that are scoring the goals. You know what I mean? You know, you, you, yeah. you're celebrating their tactical brilliance in that moment. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, players appreciate that because yeah. I think, and I don't know if, it, if it's a cultural thing just because obviously, you know, football is very British, isn't it? In the way like yeah. you kind of grow up with it, especially like, like I, I can relate like the way, when when I was first introduced to football, like it was going down to my local club, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't afford tickets to go and watch Coventry City or whoever it was or Birmingham or Villa. It was, you know what I mean? It was my local town and and I was brought up around that club. And I, I'm obviously still involved with that club as well. So it's, it, you know, it's, it is something really special. And to see children going through that similar journey that I had and, and I think how much I love the game now, and think, well, you know, when they get to <clears throat> 21, how much they're going to love the game too. <laughs> love yeah. it too, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's brilliant. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heckled a ref. But I'm honestly, but just at that age, 
to shout out at football and say send her off and, and everyone just go who, who, said that? who said that brilliant brilliant I've got to say I've got to acknowledge the Southampton fans that were there they traveled up obviously really vocal they got involved in the game they they created some atmosphere which was nice um obviously I've mentioned some of the the, the Southampton players who I think are really good they're really good. They've had a, they had a number of players missing. They only had four substitutes, so um, uh, that was a bit difficult for them. But they did a really good job. Uh, for London City Lionesses, I mean, they played well. You know, this is not to say I would actually. I, I, I'm saddened when they don't win. You know, mm-hmm. there's a bit in my heart for them, so I always feel very sad. Uh, I think Karen Muya played very well. Um, I think the, the back three did play really well. They kind of marshaled the, the Southampton front line really well. Harley did well. Um, Carly, Girasoli did well. I, they did, I think they did really good. Uh, Rogers in midfield. Um, Primus, who for me is just graceful on the ball. Drops deep. Not too deep, but drops links to play well. Always has. Always seems to create time for herself. When she's on the ball, really, really good player, and um, this was a game where everyone was getting stuck in. It was a really, it was a very physical game. It was a very, and you know when you, when it's so cold, Emma, and you take a tackle and you fall, oh. and you just think, oh god, I don't want to get up. It's so, I'm, it's you just. Oh, you get hit people. with a, you, you, you oh. get hit with the ball, and you can, yeah, and well, you actually, there and you can feel it happening. Feel and everything. Like, oh. Yeah, I think one of the, the Southampton players kicked the ball out and she was quite close to the touchline. She kicked it out and it hit the railing and it bounced straight back and hit her in her face, which was not funny at all. And I just felt for her. I think, oh my God, she's, that's that's just got to hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's def- it was definitely, for me, sad not to see three points go to London City Lionesses, but from a neutral's point of view, absolutely fantastic for the league. Um, for the other games, um, Coventry just can't catch a break. They just cannot catch a break. They're at home, Sunderland uh, score five against them. Uh, good for them. Really, really good for them in terms of uh, Sunderland's performance in the in the league this season has been kind of not say patchy but they've always been steady but they've got a, a, a good win uh one of the players that i didn't see i, I don't recall seeing them when, when they played when they played palace i'm not sure uh abby joyce i really like abby joyce uh in the sunderland team really really good player so good for sunderland crystal palace again this is the bit that cracks me up Watched them play at home, couldn't get anything. They go away to Lewis, who are a tough team to play against, and they get three points. They win 1 0. And I think, oh, you're away from home. Not to say that the game was easier, but you get the points that you need to keep you in the mix, which is great from Palace's point of view. Um, they just want to make sure that they kind of, when they play at home, they get the same kind of luck and they have the same kind of result, which will, you know, no doubt help the players feel a lot happier about themselves. Charlton, this was a tough game to call because I would never have said that Charlton were going to win against Sheffield United at home because most of their games have kind of knocked it. They've been high-scoring games where they've let a few in before they start to score themselves. But they score and they beat Sheffield United one goal to nil. And the Birmingham game, Blackburn, I think Blackburn have been really good in the last few weeks where they've kind of secured enough points for themselves with some draws. Um, that they've been um, happy with, uh, that they lose they lose this fixture by by two goals. Former Palace player um, getting on the score sheet for Birmingham since she joined them in in the summer, and Lucy Quinn, quintessentially a Birmingham player, mm. getting the second goal. Did you catch any of the 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 highlights of the championship? <laughs> I haven't game? watched any of the highlights this weekend, Rodney. I've Don't been worry. Out. There's, and there's World Cup football still um, on, so it just happens. Yeah, I mean, it's been December's always like the most manic month of, of mm. my life <laughs> ever. Um, when it comes to the run up to Christmas, it's quite difficult. But 
I mean, obviously, I think there's some good results in there, like you're saying. And we say it pretty much every week, really. I think the championship differs so much to WSL in terms of, Mm. you know, the fact that it is so open um, and you've got some really good teams in there that continue to kind of um, make themselves kind of in and amongst the thick of it in terms of, you know, that sort of table standings and, you know, not knowing kind of the predictability of of where people are going to end up uh, or teams are going to end up, sorry, towards the end of the season. So I think it makes it a little bit more exciting anyway. But, you know, like you said, you spoke about some really good players as well and it would be interesting to see, you know, how their the rest of their seasons go and, and whether, you know, some of those players could well get picked up by, you know, the WSL. But I, I think I think it's always uh really good that they continue to highlight it. I mean, it seems to to be more, you know, more and more each season. Mm. Obviously they've got the, the champions uh, the championship show as championship show <laughs> as well. Yeah, which is good now because I think, you know, and they seem to be showing it and turning that round a lot quicker as well, um, mm. you know, in terms of getting that recorded and put out there for people to watch as well. So it'd be in, I think it would be better if we could have mm. a, a show where both the WSL and both the Championship are, um, you know, shown together, basically. Um, but I, I definitely think that... Um, there is some really good teams out there putting in some really good performances, and oh, yeah. I think they should. I think they should be definitely um, put on a on a higher platform um, to increase the visibility that I think they deserve. Yeah. yeah, and and to be honest, I mean everything that you said makes sense. I I would actually go a little bit further with the championship. I think they need longer. I think they need a show which is longer, so they get to to actually get. I mean, you can do the highlights, but there's much more to yeah. show. I mean, even the championship, even, yeah. even the um, the Super National, League show is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, what is it, 20 minutes, half an hour? Half an hour, like 28 yeah, minutes, I mean, let's be generous. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not very long, is it? No, you know, and, no. and clubs are, Clubs are editing and highlighting, putting their own, their own highlight packages together anyway. So I don't understand with the accessibility that there is why they can't use their own content to put the show together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it is really strange. Do you know what? I, I, think, I think I've mummed enough about the FA player. And whenever I look, I know I have too much, and I just I'm don't want. Just, it, but I'm, I've just upset you, haven't I? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's like you go on there and you just see one championship game, and I'm like, come on, yeah, come on. You don't even have the national league games, mm. or even highlights of them that you could. That's the bit that I'm. I'm the FA. It's the FA player. You know, treat mm. us. Let us know what's going on with like Newcastle United women, Burnley, Ipswich, Norwich, Cardiff. Yeah. Let us know. Take yeah, yeah because at the end, they are they are big club, big named clubs that are affiliated with men's teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like that information should be out there and it, and it should be accessible. And there are fans that are interested that want to follow the team. And it's, I'm, it I feel sad be... now. I feel sad. I feel, I feel sad. I feel sad. Should have just get your mouth shut, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, it's not that. I just thought to myself, there's so much. We wax lyrical about the 30 plus thousand at Old Trafford. And I'm not thinking they're, there are teams that are still doing stuff, that are still playing football, and they don't even get like thirty seconds or a minute. Just, just mm. give people something. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard for someone mm-hmm. to say, "Can you send me the, the clip so that we can do, just do something?" Come on. 
come on. Yeah. Um, what I didn't do, and I have to go back and 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 mention uh, the the score in terms of Coventry, and I said Coventry couldn't get a break. Emily Scar scores four hat trick within the first forty five minutes. Really good player. That's another one Tottenham could be looking at. Sorry, Sunderland, got to mention it. Um, uh, and uh, Rio Hardy, you know, um, at Durham, good talent. Sorry, mm. sorry, Durham. Uh, I'm not trying to poach. I'm not a. I'm not a, an agent or a scout or anything like that. I don't do that. Um, so yeah. Just, you need just, to start taking a cut, mate. I, <laughs> I, like I wish. I wish. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I wish I could take a cut, but I, I, I'm not set up like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that we've nearly run to time. I want to say one thing. When I went to London City Lionesses, I've got to say um, a big thank you to uh, the chairwoman of London City Lionesses, uh, Diane Culligan who was very kind. And I, you know, when you go to a ground all the time and people see you and you just say hello, and she says, I haven't seen you for a while. Where you been? I haven't been, why have you, where you been? Why have you not been there? And I felt quite, I was like touched. I was like, oh, right, thank you. We had a little chat. I went off, sat down in the, the media section, the press section. And it was literally right behind or right in front of um, the Southampton subs, because that's the way they've got it done. It's, it's like the players sit behind you and your touchline. I'm just getting my laptop out ready and I've got my chips because it was really cold. I get a tap on the shoulder. She goes, what are you doing there? I've literally just not too spoke, long spoken to her. She goes, why are you sitting with the other team? <laughs> I was thinking, where else am I meant to go? <laughs> and she said, follow me. And then I sat next to her with all of the other good and the great while... That, you know her friends and the other people that are involved in the in the club, and I sat next to her, like with my That's laptop, it. and I was thinking, "Wow, this is really nice." And I just thought I'd, I'd mention it. And you know, so, um, so you might have heard me. You might have heard me use a couple of times when I've, uh, you know, I've put "go big" or "earn your money." The one and only Diane. You know, I mean, that was the very first time I went to a game. I had the recorder on. And uh, she was um, letting it, letting the officials know what, what's what. <laughs> so that's how they do it down at London City Lionesses. So yeah, thank you very much. Very kind. That's wicked. That's right. It's nice. Good it's really, really nice. Yeah. It is. You know, it it you give a lot of time. You give a lot of effort. You know, it's something we've both done for you know a number of years now, and it yeah. it, it, it is. There is no better feeling. Then somebody coming up to you and just giving you like a really good compliment and just yeah, giving you gratitude and love for your time and yeah, well, it was nice. just like you know to, the notice you said you haven't been down here for a while and I know I had I think I've missed one game because I had a problem with my back and I could, I was meant to go and I couldn't go because my back was just like I just in a really bad way and I think it was just I'm not even sure you know like fixtures that might have been playing away so I just couldn't get there. And I just mm -hmm. thought, yeah, yeah, that was it. But it just made me feel really kind of thought, oh, right. That warmed me up. Not warm enough because my feet were, and my hands were free, frozen by the end of the game. But... You need to get one of them USB plug-in heaters. Old what? <laughs> Tell yeah, me more. Um, so, hold on a minute. I, think, yeah, yeah, I, I have got one somewhere. But so basically you get, um, it's just like a USB you plug it in and it's like a little mini heater and it just keeps you snug. And you plugged it into your <laughs> laptop? Yeah. All right. Game on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, Emma, we've literally run to time. It's, uh, no again, worries. it feels as if we've only just begun, but we have. Um, I know there are still games happening for the WSL. Uh, the championship have got games as well, or championship teams have got games. Uh, but in terms of the league, I think that's, it's a pause until the new year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for the, the next few fixtures, but also what happens in 2023. And I hope you're going to be around to talk to me about it. Come back. Hi. Yeah, it, see, how, see how we got on in the weekend. Might need yeah. a little bit of 
time <laughs> which way the result goes but uh yeah no of course always yeah brilliant okay right emma thank you very much no worries thanks for having me no worries uh this was on and off the pitch uh, that was emma i'm rodney and until next time laters Brazil!